This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. It's great to have you along as we begin to get details from the throne speech at Queen's Park from Ontario's Lieutenant Governor Elizabeth Dowdswell. Subsidizing the cost of electricity for Ontario residents is the focus. In fact, we are just now learning from the Toronto Star breaking news the Liberals will eliminate 8% of the provincial share of the HST from hydro bills at a cost of $1 billion a year and a savings of $130 million a year. So again, we are just hearing from the speech from the throne that the Liberals will cut 8% of the HST. That's the provincial share of the HST from hydro bills. A lot of people in this province will consider that to be good news since hydro bills have been climbing. But it really has only been in recent days that we've heard from Premier Kathleen Wynne and Finance Minister Charles Souza of a plan to bring down the cost of electricity for Ontario families. PC finance critic Vic Fideli is watching the throne speech, but he spent a few minutes with us before it got underway. I asked him first what he expects to hear in terms of a hydro subsidy. We're certainly open to any kind of hydro uh, relief that the wind liberals are going to propose, but i got to be honest, it's shameful that it took the loss in Scarborough uh, Rouge River for the government to finally do something and act. And you're saying that because that's what uh, the, the candidate was hearing at the doors? Uh, not only the candidate, I knocked on doors for Raymond Cho, and I heard it door after door. And it's so, uh, uh, you know, self-serving of the Premier, because only a few weeks earlier, she was in my hometown of North Bay, and it was hydro crisis. What hydro crisis? No, 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 you just don't understand. Uh, and now all of a sudden, uh, it's this uh, loss that, uh, you know, the light went on. Oh, my gosh, you know, do you realize there's a hydro crisis? crisis in Ontario? Well, well, yeah. And what what were people telling you? How much have their bills gone up? Oh, it was shocking. You know, it was really sad because there are families whose hydro bill was higher than their mortgage. Uh, and I've seen this across Ontario. I did a about a 40 or so city tour of Ontario this summer, and that was absolute number one issue, uh, door after door, uh, a chamber of commerce meeting after chamber of commerce was, you know, we just can't afford it. One, one guy in an 800-square-foot house, his hydro had somehow hit $1,100 in February. That's just the reality of what's wow. happening here. Now, that might be that he's using electric baseboard heating or something inefficient, I guess. Yep, absolutely. But, you know, and that's just that one example. But families and businesses, they've been struggling like over a decade because of waste, mismanagement and scandal. Well, tell us about that. What I mean, the Liberals have put a lot of money and Charles Souza, the finance minister, said the other day that 
it was it was a matter of upgrading the province's electricity system over more than a decade now. So that money had to have been spent. Is his is his logic? Yeah, well, that's just the uh, latest talking points on behalf of the Liberal Party. Mm-hmm. Trust me, they've done polling and figured how can we get out of this uh, mess from a talking point perspective. And so that's their new thing is that, uh, oh, well, we upgraded the system. What they didn't tell you uh, is that they spent all those billions on uh, running hydro transmission lines into wind turbines that were sp- you know, uh, splattered all throughout uh, rural and northern Ontario. That's where the money got eaten up. The Auditor General was absolutely very clear that uh, we spent $9.2 billion more on green energy than we ought to have uh, under the old contracts for exactly the same amount of green energy. So, again, it goes to their waste, their mismanagement, and their scandals. The Auditor also told us we paid $37 billion billion dollars more uh, for hydro than uh, was necessary, and that we're going to still need to pay $133 billion more under the uh, global adjustment uh, up to 2032. And that's the reality. So Charles Sousa, Premier Wynne, the energy minister, they're all using this, oh, we had to upgrade the system. That's just a new talking point. What do, you, what do you say, though, to Ontarians who m- might say to you, yes, but if the PCs were in government, there would be a similar kind of waste. Government is government. There's all kinds of bureaucracy and mismanagement with public money, no matter who's in power. No, I would disagree with them. This is uh, taken to new depths. I mean, you can go to any single month of any year that uh, the Liberals have been in power, especially Kathleen Wynne. I mean, here, just, just look, the summer alone, the first thing that we learned after the legislature broke was that the Pan Am Games, no, they did not come in on budget. The Auditor General told us it was $342 million over budget, yet they still went ahead and paid $5.3 million in bonuses. I mean, that is unbelievable waste mismanagement and scandal. Then the uh, pension, the, the pension plan uh, scandal, $70 million was spent, and a big chunk of it on advertising that the Auditor General would not have allowed, except the Liberals changed the advertising rules, uh, this is to pat themselves on the back for doing such a great job. These are all, these add up to billions of dollars. We're speaking with Vic Fideli, the PC finance critic, and we, we want your opinion on this as well. Electricity prices, are how high are they in your own household? And what do you see as the solution and who do you blame? 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Vic, let's get to your solutions. What would you like to see done? Well, two things right off the bat. First of all, um, the sale of Hydro One. They need to absolutely and immediately halt the sale of Hydro One. The government has always said to us, no, that has nothing to do with your hydro rates. It sure as heck does. I can tell you as finance critic, I listened to the financial accountability officer who told us flat out this will be a short-term gain but cost consumers in the long run. So you need to halt the sale right away. You also then need to halt the any further sale or any further purchase of new power. We, we, we end up buying more power in Ontario than we use every day, and we end up, according to the Auditor General, we paid the states in Quebec $3.6 
billion dollars to take our surplus power. So stop buying power that we don't need. Those are two very, very quick solutions. On the sale of Hydro One, it seems uh, counterintuitive that a, a more conservative party would not be in favor of more privatization. Uh, it has nothing to do, for the most part, with privatization. It's to do with how they're, uh, how they're handling the sale of it. I mean, any sale of the utility, 100% of the money was supposed to go to drop the, uh, the loan or the mortgage on hydro down. Instead, this government immediately changed the law to allow themselves to take almost half that money and use it to lower the deficit. I mean, that's just egregious and, and awful accounting. I, I can't imagine if they were a private company, the, the world's auditors would be all over them for, for what they did to their shareholders, and in our case, the, tax, the taxpayers. That's why your hydro bill is going to go up. They, they sold the asset and didn't use all the money to lower the debt. So we still have this debt to pay now, only way it's going to be paid for is using your uh, is increasing your hydro bill. And yet, all indications today is that there will be some sort of subsidy on our hydro bills going forward. Well, you know who pays for the subsidy? I mean, the, the last one, the clean clean energy benefit. It costs the taxpayers a billion dollars a year to be able to have the liberals sprinkle this pixie dust and lower your hydro bill, but it was a fake lowering of it. It didn't fix the core problem. Right. It, it just papered over it and gave us uh, money that they had to borrow. So now, not only do we not have that anymore, we owe all those billions. They're added to our debt, which makes uh, means it's added to our interest, which the Auditor General tells us is crowding out the very services that we need, like health care and education. That's what's being crowded out right now. Does today mark the beginning of a 20-month election campaign in Ontario? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is nothing more than uh, uh, trying to have a mea culpa for all of the uh, waste mismanagement and scandal and turn your attention to talking about this new agenda instead of focusing on the real disastrous summer that Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals had. Vic Fidelli, thank you for your time on a very busy day at Queen's Park. Always a pleasure. Thank you for your interest in this. 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. What do you think about this incentive just announced at Queen's Park during the throne speech? Electricity rate payers will no longer be charged the 8% provincial portion of the harmonized sales tax on their hydro bills as of January 1st. Your thoughts on this as the throne speech continues at Queen's Park. You've heard from Vic Fideli. He says it's desperate measures by a government which has just lost a by-election in Scarborough Rouge River. So we want to get to the phones here. Are we good to go on the phones? We're good to go. Heather in Aurelia. Okay, we're just we're just waiting. The phones are ringing. <laughs> the ex- the excitement is building. So we can go with Heather and Aurelia. You're on Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Go ahead. Your reaction. Okay. Thank you for my call. Um, we have a cottage in the Halliburton's. Uh, we've had it for 40 years. It's classed as seasonal residential. And our delivery charges are absolutely out of this world. So- out of about $30 worth of electricity in a three-month period, we paid $170 delivery charge. So your delivery charge is five, so six times, times as high as the electricity we use. 
It's how much is as high? It's my bill for three months. Yes. Was two hundred and eighty-seven dollars. Yep. And uh, we used about seventy dollars worth of electricity, and the delivery charge was a hundred and seventy. Wow. And then the taxes, your regulatory and your HST, your GST, brought it up out of $287, about $70 was actually electricity used. Now, I am reading here what's just been announced at the throne speech is that there will be an added incentive of a rebate in total of $540 a year, as opposed to urban areas where the savings will be $130 a year from this 8% provincial share of HST, which is being removed from hydro bills. Is it's that... Weak. Oh, sorry. No, is that, a, is that an incentive for you? Is that... Um, well, the, an, it's, I mean, the cost of electricity is high, and you can o- we can only do so much for... Um, to regulate the electricity, but the delivery charge. This is more eastern Ontario. We're just a little north of Bancroft, but not as far east. Yes. And my neighbor, she lives there, and her her delivery charge is less than mine. There's a, if you're seasonal residential, and the lines all run together, we're all on the same road. Yet seasonal residential pay much higher delivery charges and people that actually live there. Heather, I'm going to ask uh, Adam White about that after the break. He's the CEO of Power Consumer Inc., and he may have an idea as to why we're looking at skyrocketing delivery charges on top of the cost of hydro. It's discrimination. As far as anybody that's seasonal, it's discriminating against us. And then I thought, after 40 years, and we're retired, we spend more time there, maybe I could go residential. So I phoned them, and they said, sure, that's fine. We'll send you a, a piece of paper out to sign. And when I got it, I just about fell over. You have to be there eight months out of 12. You mm-hmm. can't be away any more than three days in a, in a week. And you have to have a credit card in that address, a post office, uh, and everything atta- attached to that address in order to be called residential. Okay, I hear your complaint. I hear it loud and clear. Our lines are booked up solid here. Bob in Etobicoke, go ahead. Hello? Hi, Bob. What's uh, yeah. Give us your comment, your reaction yeah. to what's just been announced. Well, what has just been announced is what you call a little too, too little and a little too late. Mm-hmm. The problem is, and last week I was on and you had somebody on there and they talked about Ontario, they did not pay the full freight of the uh, hydro rate for years, which was right. Ontario was built on cheap energy, and people thought, well, you should pay the full rate. Well, no, we shouldn't, because when they had the cheap hydro, we had industry, and we're not going to have industry until we have cheap hydro again. And I've been an advocate of it for a long time, and I've been spoke to Tim Hudak about it. And the hydro rate, believe it or not, should be no more, because we'll get industry back. What has happened is more than just the hydro rate has killed us. The fact that we have such high hydro rates and industry has moved out, we've lost about six or 700,000 jobs, and now we've got around 350 to 400,000 people going to colleges and universities, which is costing us money because they can't pay their loans back. Those people who are taking courses in colleges and universities just so they can hope they get a job, most of them 
would like to have a nine-to-five job, sit on an assembly line, go home at five o'clock. That's what we have to do. And we should be subsidizing hydro whatever way we can. All right, Bob, I thank you for your call. I want to get to everybody here, so I'll have to cut you short in some cases. You're listening to Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Hydro prices always a hot topic here on uh, 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Kathy in Etobicoke, go ahead. Uh, I'm a little bit stressed and worried about the condition of the of the hydro system, period. Mm-hmm. When you look at the downtown condominiums, the brand new ones that are having all the outages, yes, the lot levies that each individual pays for, be, even before they, they get into their condominium, is astronomical. Plus, they pay a double land transfer tax. And those blackouts that they're having or those, those fail-safe systems that are supposed to be in place should be there. No, I agree with you. And and if it, if you were to hear from the finance minister right now, Charles Souza, he would say that the Liberals have piled costs onto the province's electricity system over the past 13 years. Some are in the form of upgraded infrastructure. So the governing Liberals at Queen's Park would say that they are on it. Josie in Oshawa, what do you say about what you're hearing from Queen's Park? Hi. Libby. Hi. It's Jane for Libby today. Oh, hi, Jane. Hi. Sorry about that. No worries. Go ahead. It's it's terrible. The hydro. We had to stop using our furnace three years ago. We have electric heat. Wow. Um, I'm disabled. I can't work. And now my husband is going to be off for about two years from work because he suffered an accident at work. And uh, he's going to be getting very little uh, every week. So I don't know how we're going to make it because we have... Um, we have mortgage payments to make, property, you know, property payments for taxes, and our hydro and phone. Oh, good Lord. So yeah, that's not a good situation. Him about uh, four weeks ago. Well, will this, this subsidy that was just announced minutes ago, removing the, the provincial portion of the HST from electricity bills, was that, will that help you a little bit? Uh, not much. Yeah. I don't think so. Our, our hydro bill... Uh, last winter was um, because we stopped using our furnace and we went to smaller items, mm-hmm. uh, went down to $900 a month. So I don't think it's going to, you know, and we're in a bungalow. We're not in a house. That's crazy. I mean, we're not in a, you uh-huh. know, a two-story. Yes. So I don't know what the heck we're going to do this year. It's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, they've been taking our money for years and they just laugh about it. I mean, they're cozy and they're their homes because they make a lot more money than the working person does. I'm really glad you called, Josie. Thank you. All the best to you. Let's go to Barb and Newmarket. You're on Fight Back, and then we'll take a quick break and come right back uh, with more of your phone calls. Go ahead, Barb. Hi. Hi. I kind of uh, can relate to the lady that just called you. Um, I have a condition that I need oxygen 24-7, so that machine has got to run all the time. Mm-hmm. We try to conserve our energy and we do things after 7 o'clock at night and we just can't get a break. We're both retired. We don't have any big pension. Um, just our Canada pension and CP and uh, old age. So it's a fixed and, income. It's always you're really relying on meeting every penny of that fixed income. That's right. That's right. And I can't live without the oxygen. No. And they, I've called and 
too bad you make too much money. Well, that's not very much money. No, it isn't very much money. Can you give us an idea of what your hydro bills are? Well, from listening to some of your listeners, we're getting off pretty easy. Ours is just over $200. Okay. And that um, that's per month, approximately. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's still on the high side, though, when you think about that's going to be $400 when you get your bill every second month. That's right. And that's oh, those are, okay. And that's without air conditioning, I'm assuming. Oh, well, the air conditioner's in there, too, because I can't live without that either. No, I hear you. Barb, thanks for your call. Thanks to everybody. In fact, we're going to keep talking about hydro costs and your reaction to what's been just announced at Queen's Park in the throne speech. Is it too little, too late? The government offering to cut the provincial portion of the HST, so 8% as of January 1st. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. And joining us right after the break, electricity expert Adam White, CEO of Power Consumer Inc. He says the overall cost of the hydro system is largely fixed, limiting the range of options. Was this the only option the Liberals had was to cut the provincial portion of the HST? We'll speak with Adam White about this coming up next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Ontarians are tired of seeing their hydro bills increase, and as a result, there's been a little bit of a reprieve announced this last half hour at Queen's Park in the throne speech. The provincial Liberals, the Kathleen Wynne Liberals, have announced that as of January 1st, the provincial portion, 8% of the HST, will be eliminated from hydro bills. Uh, Andre Horvath, the leader of the NDP, has been calling for removal of the full HST for some time now. Joan, in Pickering, before uh, we get to you, I want to introduce electricity expert Adam White. He's on the line with us. He's the CEO of PowerStream, Inc. Uh, First of all, Adam, uh, I just want to take Joan's call and then we'll get right to you. So, Joan, your reaction first. Um, Well, I'm listening to the show, obviously. Um Listening to the previous lady, lady who sounded as though she was in dire straits, yes. um, there is an Ontario Electricity Support Program that I haven't heard mentioned. Okay, good. And I'll ask Adam White about that. Adam, are you familiar with that? Yeah, there, are, there is actually a program that's available that's offered through the utilities. Okay. And so, and so, if somebody were were not able to meet the 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 increasing cost of hydro, how do they apply for that kind of a break? Well, the phone number of the utility should be on the bill. Yeah, and I would encourage, I, I really would encourage your listeners to be proactive with the utility. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, they should earn their money. They should answer your questions, and there are programs available to help people who find themselves in uh, straitened circumstances. And is this what your company does at PowerStream Inc? Do you you assist businesses primarily, right? Well, I have to. Um, we're power consumer. Just yeah. to clarify, PowerStream oh, is a utility. We're not. And we're sorry. Not, so we're power. Well, our our focus really um, is helping uh, business customers more. Um, but you know, uh, there's lots of things. The same kinds of things that business customers can do to save money are the same kinds of things that residential homeowners. Um, it's very expensive heating homes and buildings with electricity, extremely expensive. It's much cheaper to use natural gas. The issue there, obviously, is the upfront cost of a furnace and a retrofit. 
but you know, again, I would encourage homeowners to be proactive and work with the gas utility and see if there isn't something that can be done. Even propane is cheaper uh, than electricity in rural areas. Adam White uh, with Power Consumer Inc. Give us an idea of the difference in price with heating your home with natural gas and then with other sources of hydro. Well, I'll give you an example in my own house. uh, Because I'm a bit of an electricity nut, I spend time calculating uh, how much I pay for energy. And Mm -hmm. on one bill I calculated, I was paying 18.5 cents a kilowatt hour for electricity. Okay. And on my gas bill, I calculated I was paying 2.4 cents per kilowatt hour for natural gas. So it's obviously going to be nine times more expensive, roughly, to heat your house with electricity to generate the same amount of energy as you can create with that natural gas. And in a high-efficiency furnace, you can get almost all the heat out of the gas. Isn't that amazing? What a yeah. difference. So what you're saying is that it, it may, it's, it's an upfront cost, but it may make more sense long-term. Yeah, all of this electric heating is legacy. Back when people at Ontario Hydro thought power was going to be too cheap to meter, power has become extremely expensive. And part, you know, to be fair to the governing party, they have replaced a lot of infrastructure. They did shut down the coal plants. And despite having a hot summer, I don't think we had a single smog day. I don't think we had a smog day last year, and I don't think we had a smog day in 2014. Mm -hmm. And this was, if you go back to 2008 and 7 and 6, we were having 30, 40, 50 smog days a year. Absolutely. So this, you know, there's obviously some value uh, to that, and I can understand um, the policy choice to compensate electricity ratepayers for that, because it doesn't just benefit electricity ratepayers, it benefits everybody. Um, And uh, cutting the HST for residential bills certainly is a seems to be, you know, a favorite option here uh, for the government. So you like this idea, but the, I guess the question is, is it just costing us more in other areas if we're getting the provincial portion of our HST back? That has to come from somewhere. Right. Well, it's obviously a trade-off. It means lower tax revenues for the government to use in other areas. Um, you know, what, how material that is, I don't know. It's 8% of residential customers. So residential customers consume about half the power in Ontario. You know, so it's only 8% of half of the cost. Um, so I don't know how much. I, presumably the treasurer knows how much. But, you know, it, 8% is 8%. And, you know, it will make a difference of 20 or $30 on an average homeowner's bill every every couple of months. Right. They're saying $130 a year for the yeah, average and, That's right, in a year. And, and typically residential consumers are billed every two months. So, you know, 130 a year looks like $20 on your bill. Right. So, Toronto Hydro is uh, very soon going to move over to once-a-month payments, which I guess is easier for budgeting. Yeah, well, I think one of your callers uh, complained about fixed costs, and I think that's an important area to um, uh, consider. The government gets a lot of criticism for its renewable energy spending and the gas plant spending, all of which ultimately was necessary and and, and will be a, leg- a legacy for Ontario ratepayers into the future. Um, but... I think what the the issue about fixed costs really is the utilities and how much the costs of the wires and poles has increased over the last decade. And the capitalizations in that sector, the value of the companies in, the, in Ontario's utility sector more than doubled over the last 10 years. So, you know, it's not just the cost of the uh, generation supply and the green agenda. In fact, that's a relatively minor part of what's on customers' bills. A big and growing part, as you heard that lady, the biggest part of her bill is the costs for the poles and wires to connect to the grid. 
And in terms of fighting back, because we did want to get to that that element of the delivery cost being so much more than the electricity, what kind of uh, recourse do we have as customers? Well, you know, there. <laughs> I hate to say it, and I don't think the technology is there in a lot of places, but, you know, off-grid solutions are increasingly economic. You know, and not, that option isn't available to a lot of people. But in a rural area, on a cottage property, um, you know, I think the technology exists probably. If your bills are going to be so large, you might even now be, it might be economic to, to switch to some kind of off-grid solution. Okay. We have uh, Zoomer Radio listeners wanting to weigh in here as well, Adam. So let's go to Ed in Scarborough. Go ahead, Ed. You're on Fight Back. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm on equal billing. <clears throat> like I've been in my bungalow house since 1960, and you know, I put new doors and windows and things like that. I have a, a high-efficiency furnace put in, oh, five or six years ago. But anyways, I'm, I was on equal billing, $102.00. A month. Mm-hmm. I just got notification from, from Hydro. It's going to go up to one hundred and seventy dollars a month. <laughs> like that's, that's that's that is astronomical. You know, that's like a sixty percent increase. Adam, what do you say to that? What what can Ed do about that? Is there anything? Well, I think you know. I, I don't know all the details about the, what's going on in the sector. It's complicated, but I would call the utility and ask about it. Make sure that you understand. Is that just a one-time? Payment because if it really is no, it's, seventy it's additional billing. dollars a month, that's a yeah. I was on one hundred and two dollars a month equal billing. Mm. Now I got uh, a notification that's going to one hundred and seventy dollars a month. Well, the other thing I can suggest is to call the Ontario Energy Board. They have a one eight hundred line, a customer uh, helpline. I would call them, and at least they can, if it if it is valid, and uh, you know I hope it isn't, but if it is a, a valid increase they're pushing through to you, then at least they should explain to you why. Right. The Ontario Energy Board. Okay, good advice. You're giving us some good advice here, Adam. Uh, We're speaking with Adam White. He is the CEO of Power Consumer Inc. Just one more call to go. I want to get Ed from Goderich on the air here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Go ahead, Ed. Good uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Your comment or question? I'm just uh, upset about all the windmills and everything going up here Mm -hmm. in this area. The cost of these windmills are not justifying the rate of the hydro. That's for sure. The thing is that they did away with the gas plants in Toronto. They didn't want them down there. Now, if you have gas plants in Toronto to, to reduce hydro, you don't have the delivery charge that you have coming from over here at uh, Lake Huron. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, your comment on that, Adam? Well, you know, there are upfront costs, and the decision of the government was over the last 14 years to really renew Ontario's infrastructure and to go green in a big way. Mm-hmm. The advantage of this green energy is that the fuel is free. It is renewable, and there's a big wind potential on the Bruce Peninsula. So at some point, the idea would be, you know, you should build the, the transmission distribution infrastructure there. It's not likely to justify it in the short term. It's the nature of these investments. It's long-lived. But, you know, our our kids and their kids and so on are going to enjoy this into the future. I know that's a bitter pill in terms of people's hydro bills now. But, you know, these assets are very long-lived assets. And so, you know, they're all capitalized uh, and repaid in the current generation. But they live for a long time after after that. Well, we thank you for being part of the conversation today. Adam White, CEO of Power Consumer Inc. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.